0: Tonight is one of the events on the mark of my life and these men's life that you called us to be here. And Lord, we have come not to hear from a man. We've come to hear from you. We haven't come to get information. We've come to give a revelation. That transforms our hearts and our minds. And Lord, I thank you that I'm not the great teacher. That I don't have to be the great teacher, but the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, that he would send you and you would come. You would guide us and you would lead us into truth. And that you would take from the Father and the Son and you make a known to us. Lord, that is my confidence this evening. That is my hope this evening. The Holy Spirit, that, you, that I would be used by you and that you would speak through me to your sons. Into their hearts, into their minds, into their lives. You know each one of them. You know the number of hairs on their head. You know when they rise. You know when they sleep. You know a thought in their heads even before it's on their tongue. They cannot go from your presence. So Father, we ask that in Jesus' name. The Lord, we've just come against the enemy, we come against every vain thought, every imagination, every heart thing that will result itself about Jesus. We say, Satan, the Lord rebuke the and we rebuke you Jesus' name. We have been bought with the of Jesus. And we belong to Him. And His banner over us is love. And so we resist you in Jesus' name. Father having rebuked the enemy. Lord, open it. Lord, come and minister deep into our hearts. And that your kingdom come and let your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, um, running the race walk out before us. I'm the trip, eh? I to tell you that you good job, although, eh? I did job. I not have like anything for. I right? didn't have I you guys feel like, some of you think this is easy. Some of them a lot of trouble. Though. Alright, dad so, How many hours, Brie? Four hours, eh? Isn't that amazing, eh? Yeah, four hours, Brie. Alright, so I was gonna read a couple of scriptures to us, right? Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 4. Therefore, we because we're surrounded by us by such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that's so easily entangled. And let us run with perseverance. The race won't Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author, and the perfecter of our faith. Author, the architect, the guy that before you were born, Psalm 139, all the days day, and of me were written in your book before, one of them came into being. God authored your life before your life came into existence. And then, and then there, and the perfecter of your faith. He doesn't just write it. But then he comes alongside of me, he helps you with that. It's amazing, eh? And who um, for the joy set before him endured the cross, scolded shame, and sat down at the right hand of the Father. On the throne of God. Isn't it amazing, eh? Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not go weary in his heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not resisted to the point of shedding your blood. Isn't it amazing? I mean, it's right. We try and live in this beautiful thing of a pain-free existence, an obstacle-free existence in our art. It's such a joke. It's you know. I mean, Jesus' sinless perfection had opposition from sinful men. You know? You mustn't think that life is going to be like that. Along this this race that we're running, there are going to be these tough times. Amen? But, hey, our King conquered any way of pain. And so can we. Uh, Ephesians, I was going to read Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 and 10. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. It's not from yourself. It is the gift of God. It is not our works, so that no one can boast. Isn't that amazing? For we are God's workmanship remember in Christ Jesus to do the good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. This race is already marked out for you. It's already there. God prepared in advance. And every single thing you do is marked out for you to do it. Amen. And I was Are you running the race for God? And are you working for (laughs) God? Because I want to tell you something, God wants you to do nothing for Him. So, God wants you to do nothing for Him. The first time I heard it, I was offended. What what do you mean? God doesn't want me to do anything for Him. No, God wants you to do nothing for Him. Nothing. in the Old Testament and the New Testament is this. Jesus is the Lord. I can only do when I see that. I can only say, what I hear the Father's side. The works that I do that are not my own. It is rather the Father working with me, through me. Jesus says in John, 7, John 15, I'm the one who I'm the one who watches. and he says this, this, apart from me, you can. I it. He says you can do nothing apart from him. we say, so, so Jesus' teaching is this. God wants you to do nothing for him, But He wants you to do everything with him. Now friends, the difference between the form and the work is huge. And if you want to run this race, you want to finish strong, you've got to learn the secret of working with God and not forward. It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, it's so elementary, but let's face it, we get up, we we live in a performance culture, we live in a performance world. Am I right? And so we get up, and we want to perform. But my friends, that thing is a killer. Amen? And Jesus is the perfect an example of, of someone that didn't work for God, but he worked with God. So if you think about back in the Garden of Eden, before man fell, um, and you, just, uh, you know, Adam, Adam was told to name the animal, come out, right, and he was given word to him. And, and, and he would then, you know, even including God, they would talk, they'd, they'd walk together. And it was, uh, they, were, they were working together. And, then, and and work only became a curse after the fall. And there was work before the fall. Do you know that? It was just, you were going to work now by the sweat of your brow, and the earth was going to produce thorns and whistles, and the earth was going to oppose you in your work. But before, God had created the whole of Creation to work with man. And, and it was, work wasn't by the sweat of your brow. Jesus came to restore us to a better condition than before the fall. Amen? And so, I'm I'm going to tell you a little bit of my story, I'm going to tell you a little bit of my testimony, and um, hopefully just give you some handoff on how to work with the Lord instead of the fall. Because it's fundamentally totally different. And I must probably worked for the Lord. I mean, I'm 47 now. I must probably worked, and I got saved when I was 9 or 10. I must probably worked from the time I got saved for the Lord for about 30 years. I must have, in the last 8 or 10 years, I've learned a secret. I've lost money for the Lord, not funny, you know? So, if I asked you, are you a glory thief? Are you a glory thief? Did you say yes or no? So so I'm telling you tonight that you're looking at the biggest glory thing on the planet. Are you ready? Okay. And what what, what do you mean, Bruce? Well, I want to just read out the scripture to you. Listen to what it says here in uh, 2 Peter chapter 1. And we're going to read from. Apostle Peter. I was with Peter one of the biggest story piece about the Bible. Before birth out it. So 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 16 says, for we do not follow carefully invented stories when we told you about the power and the, power and the coming of, God of Jesus Christ. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. First thing we need to understand, my friend, Jesus is not a fairy tale. You know, Jesus' birth goes along with Father Christmas, who's a fairy tale, and his death goes along with Easter he's also a fairy tale and by implication, Jesus is also a fairy tale but Jesus is not a fairy tale he lived, he died, he rose again from the dead and he lives today he is the creator of heaven, He's the maker of all things, all things that they buy and point through him and and this is what people say, listen I was at home witness. I was with him I ate with him, I saw him you know, he wasn't a ghost And then it goes on to verse 17. For he received glory and honor from God of Father. When the voice came from the majestic glory side. And then on. Did Jesus earn it? Or did Jesus receive it? And what did he receive? Glory Glory and honor. For he received glory and honor from God. And the voice came to you from just logistic glory. This is amazing. My friends, the difference between religion and the gospel and religion and relationship is in religion, do you receive glory and honor or do you work for glory and honor? You work for it, you've got to work for it. Am I right? Yes. Okay? You don't get you don't, you don't receive it, you earn it. In the world, do you receive glory and honor or do you work glory and honor? You work for it, but on the honest board, 5% of people make the honors board, and they work flipping hard. My daughter, she's head girl of the school next year, she's a top student in the school. Let me tell you, that girl works up to 12 o'clock most nights. Are you with me? Now she likes to work. Are you with me? And I'm trying to teach her this thing that I'm teaching you guys, I don't work for the Lord, work with her. Yeah, yeah, I get it. She just likes to work hard and do the best. And so, the point is this. In, in, in the world, in the world, you work for glory and And in religion, you work for glory and But in the kingdom, in the kingdom of God, Jesus told me that he was saying, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And what does repent mean? Meta-noia. Meta-changed. Noia, your mind. Hey change your mind because my friends i've come to establish a new covenant not like the old covenant and i've come to call you out of the world and bring you back to myself there's two expressions of the kingdom of darkness on earth the one is wilderness and the other is religion. And the, the, the religion one bamboozes our praise? Am I right? Okay, just, just quickly, just to give you some scripture, just to show that I'm not lying to you um, <laughs> about this you know, thing of there's a world and secular, about atheism, secular humanism, expression of freedom of darkness. But my friends, religion is, is is lost in religion as we are in the world. I promise you. Jesus. In John chapter eight, it says this to um, the There we go. John chapter eight verse thirty-one. To the Jews who had believed him, so these are Jewish guys, and they're actually believing Jesus. Huh? okay? But they're Jews, so they've got the Old Testament religion behind. Okay. Jesus said, "If you hold to my teachings, you're in my disciples. So. Then you will know the truth." And the truth will set you free. Tyrant says this: it's not the truth that sets free, but it's the knowing the truth. Truth doesn't set free. Knowing the truth sets you free. Applying the truth sets you free. Okay. He answered them. They answered him. We have descendants of everything. We've never been slaves of anyone. How can you say we shall be free? Little four. Jesus replied, I'm telling you the truth, anyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has not permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. And if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Okay? So Jesus is speaking to religious guys and he's saying be slaves. Yeah? And he slaves too. Sin. And now, it's not mentioned yet, but if you're in the world, you're definitely a sinner. And you're definitely a slave to sin. Okay? And it carries on talking. But this is, so, so if you're a slave, you don't belong with the family. You wouldn't be, the son belongs, but a slave does I know that you're Abraham's sins, etc., etc., etc. Verse 38. I'm telling you when I've seen in my father's presence. You do what you have heard from your father. Verse 39. Abraham is our father, that answered. If you were Abraham's children, Jesus said, then you would do the thing that Abraham did. So it carries on all of those things and then let me just put you carry down to where this Jesus um, basically says something that is so so shocking he says this he basically says to you do what your father was there we go there we go Jesus verse 42 Jesus said that if God were your father you would love me for I came from God and I'm now here that's a major statement to really. I came from God came from God. I am was, God, I was, I, I was with God, God sent me to it. I'm born on earth, and I'm going back to God. Okay, he's my Father. I've not come among own. but he sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? It's because you're unable to hear what I say. You belong to your Father. The devil. To the Jews who have believed him, he hasn't stopped talking to another group of Jews. He's saying you believe that you belong to your father that devil. That's incredible, my friend. And you carry out your father's device. And okay, it's like amazing. Right? So, to so, so try to establish the fact that you can be as lost in religion, and your good father is the devil, as you can be lost in the world, and definitely the father is the devil. That's obvious. Do so you understand? There's like a three good-looking, Religious sinners that are slaves to sin, oh no, their father is a It's amazing. It's amazing. And, and so, we need to understand this. Jesus, in the kingdom of God, you receive all of God. In the kingdom of darkness, in the world, you work for it. And in the kingdom of darkness, of religion, you work for it. follow me. It's my story. So, my mom and dad, um, we married to boys who lived in Benoni, come from Benoni, right? Bononi boy, back on the home turf here, and um, when I was about eight years old, one month before my mom and dad separated, they didn't get a my mom gets saved to the grandma, then my three brothers get saved to the grandma, then my dad says to my mom, look, I'm not a one man a I love you, I love my boy, I want to look after you, I want to be married to you, but I need my girlfriend on the side. So my mom says, "Look, well, I'm a one-man woman. You, got, you can't have a cake and eat it, you have got to decide. It's the girlfriends. Well, it's me and the boys, But I'm not going to put up with that nonsense, you know. So anyway, they ended up getting divorced. And um, it was a good divorce. It was a really good divorce. If you could call it any divorce, it be with me. It be good. It didn't fight. My dad was a very wealthy businessman. He mm-hmm. bought my mom a house, all portable, expensive passports in the suburb, front from pages of the newspaper. He gave her a BMW 323 and um, he, she wanted to open up a coffee shop. He said, no, nah, I don't want you to open a coffee shop. I want you to be when come home and my boys come out from school. Paid her a monthly allowance. Now, he did this because she could have sued him for half of his net worth. And she said, no, you know how we're getting divorced. You know, Teresa's on the radio. And he was like, wow, I mean, this chick would really taken me for it. She didn't. And I'm supposed to, I think to make trouble right? <laughs> <laughs> um, And so, wow, what a blessing. But I want to tell you, even though it was a great divorce, and even though my dad looked after us very well, I have issues in my heart because of that person. Father issues, bad issues, identity issues, glory and issues. Now, growing right up, apart from his he's in Johannesburg, he had a 13 bedroom house on the whole River, two Porsches, two Mercedes Benzers. Um, so it's okay? Not beers, you know, we are not going to be a man, you're a Mercedes man. Okay? Uh, 13 bedroom house on the whole River. But just this, he had it all, hear it. All. He had the money, he had the girls, still, you know, he remarried, but he still had the girls from the side. And, um, and of he was president of, Most of the Hospital Women's Association of Criminal officer. he bought a couple of hospitals, he had springs and back, and Abbot and and a whole lot of stuff. But he was definitely a glory thief. And he was definitely filling his life. trying to work for glory and Honour. He was in the world called glories, what called? Gold, girls, and glory, right? Power, penny, pretty coats and pennies. But that's how you keep glory on in the world. Get the money, get the power, get the girls. am I right? And that's where really he was a proper sinner. And he did a good job, and he was successful at it, you know? He died at 42 day, which and, uh, for a month. Literally worked himself to death. And, but he got saved a month and a month before dying. What is that, you know? Mom in a bottle. You to <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he wasn't gonna make the sanctification so God just me. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so now so now we meet from channels that go to PE, now I'm at school. I'm at school now. What's the email influence in my life? Teachers. So now how do you encourage the teachers? You perform what? Right? You work for glory and honor. You perform in the classroom, you perform on the sports field, you go work, right? You want glory and honor? And every one of us wants glory and honor. All of advertising and marketing looks on glory and honor. The reason that you pay, and I don't know, the reason you pay 600 bucks for a Nike t-shirt and 150 bucks for a Mr. Price t-shirt is you pay for the tick. Because the tick comes with glory and honor. The Mercedes-Benz comes with Gloria Humana, the Porsche, the thing, the Rolex, uh, <laughs> it all comes with Gloria Humana. Am I right? you pay me them, you're buying Gloria Okay. And so, I'm on this treadmill, Gloria Humana, the youngest. Um, my two brothers, I grew up with my two brothers, and um, I was better than at sport, I was better than at school. They went to the army, the one I grew up to the Young. And they decided, like, and, you know, in the army, you got a dripper routine, you've got to go, oh, i am I right? The problem with the dripper routine is taking shortcuts and they're always oh, the mercy of someone else, am I right? So I pulled into the army, I put it inside, and I put it to the army, I the second most intake. And I saw my brothers with the dripper routine, they bottles of whiskey to take a pass and all of those things I like, I'm going to give you the pass, I'm not going to ask for the parts. So I'm going to become a attendant, I'm going to work on I'm going to work hard. I'm not going to joke, I'm going to do the thing, then I'm going to get the rank and then they're going to come to me, bring me the whispers and I can be the boss. You understand what I'm trying to say? i didn't take the whiskey but you understand the thinking. For that, I'm not going to be a slave, I'm going to be the boss. You know, I was better than you in school, I was better than you in the sports field, i was better than you in the army. Now you you don't say this, you don't say this out loud. This is all going inside of your head, am I right? So then we pulled in, uh, so then we came into the family business, my father's oh, died, we inherited mean, beautiful um, businesses and properties and investments and all of these things. So I am in there in 2022. 20, Would you come and It wasn't both as well as at the time, but it was called Home Depot. the Orange Ball in Nigeria to be around that time. Federated Teams was in the game. We were in the game. And uh, Home opened up to about two kilometers from us. We were doing 330 grand on, on the Sunday morning and 80 grand on the Sunday morning. Went to like half of So we were doing well, but then these guys opened into the whole, anyway, it doesn't matter who lost this I was giving a hundred grand a month to Comster from the company, the 23. I was so lucky to have him this change, and show you how to be a good businessman and how to give glory to God. But God was giving the glory from this and from this, but in the end. And the Lord said, just this here, I'm giving you boys a heart transplant. That's a difficult word to do, a word like that. <laughs> Lost eight million in the business. And I went from zero to zero. And religion has got two manifestations. Pride on if this is the bar, the New Year, Pride on If this is the bar, the New yap, useless, worthless, no Was going to be the greatest, isn't it? Of all of them, the last supper, After Jesus washes their feet, they get into an Jesus says, Guys, I'm going to die. Which <laughs> would be the greatest when he goes. You know, going to die. <laughs> Have you read it? That's what I said. i You chose these moves. you know? Because that's reluctant. well you know and he's um, we'll just follow be in this journey. problem is so yeah and eight million awesome, of those things and then he started too you know god breaks down all the values will be made low and all the sorry all the mountains will be made low and all the days will be level so that there's a harbor coming from the lord so god takes your strength and he takes your arrogance and so all of the excesses, them down. He takes your weaknesses, he takes your securities, he fills them up so that he can have a platform in which he can be glorified. Amen. And so God just started to he totally destroy people at And just all of those things. I mean, we're so bad. We planted Latas Church 18 years ago, 2002, And remember Marcus ended up coming to our house, sitting with my and I, and said, listen, Chris, if you want to plant this church, but it's going to have to be in God, not in himself. I wasn't to pull it off. Just to understand the, the kind of uh, work that, you know, how much God it had to not pronounce inside the club that lasted five years. <laughs> okay? So, then I started to look at these things and research these things and I came to this 2 Peter Scripture. Now, I'm going to read it to you. Get 2 Peter chapter 16. says this. It says this. For he received glory and honour when the voice came from him the majestic Lord said, this is my son, my love, and with him I am well pleased. God said this to Jesus. Say again, say again. At his baptism, right? At Jesus' baptism, have you heard this preach before? Right, okay. At, At Jesus' baptism, not, he hasn't started his teaching like ministry. As far as we know, he hasn't done any miracles. Okay? He goes to John the Baptist, and you know the story, and John the Baptist, and the Bible says, I have a reference. The only script comes from Latin, and the voice comes from, you are Jesus receives glory and honor from the Father. Okay. But now what's this? Verse 18. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were him on the sacred mountain. Ooh. So what's that telling us about? It's Peter writing. Mm-hmm. On the Mount of Transfiguration, you Jesus the sacred. Peter, James, and John. And yeah. who right? Moses and Elijah are the voice comes from heaven, and what does God say? This is my son and my life, I feel my mountain, but he's what he Listen to him. I mean, face the problem, listen to him. Now, it's interesting because the Mount of transfiguration happened, they reckon about two weeks before or a week just before, a couple of weeks before, what? He died. Am I right? You're just gonna look at the chronology, right? So what's the thing? Jesus is born, he's conceived of the Holy Spirit, he's filled with the Spirit, he grows into a little stature, all of those things he's arguing, at 13 years old, he's in the temple, talking with all the guys that they have but then he's like, you oh, know, so, you're not starting yet, you have to wait till you're 30, at 30 he starts his early ministry, and just before he starts his early ministry, what is God? need for? identity. His Porsche, his Rolex, his house, his business, his, his Building Industries Federation President Chain, his Master Builder's President Chain, hot chicks on his arm, 왜 <목소리도> 버텨 <목소리도> <목소리도> I can't. Who gave the angels charge to send you? Hey, see all this. He shows him all of the glory of the world in an instant. <laughs> I'll give you all of this. I don't have to just buy my machine. Because they just give it to me. I can give it to you when I want. It wasn't a. He could do it. Adam gave it to him in the garden. Jesus has come to win back. He would have, have, have achieve what he wanted was to become a but he didn't. The Bible says that Jesus resists Satan and he goes there, he's led by the Spirit into the wilderness and he comes out in that power of the Spirit. Yeah. My friends, if you want to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, if you want to see the power of the Spirit operating in the Bible, it doesn't come from working harder. It comes from receiving and understanding who you are and that. brings Lazarus, heals Lazarus. He says, Father, I thank you that you always hear me. Lazarus, come on. but he, So, he said, listen, why can't he heal this guy? Jesus on earth was fully man. He put aside his God things. So, everything that Jesus did on earth, he did through the person of the Holy Spirit, showing him what the Father wants to do, hearing what the Father, okay, look, you want me to go to Lazarus, but he got three days later, because he's property dead, he's going to smell with a miracle coming and another goes was you and it was an impossibility and you're going to receive the glory on the marathon. So <laughs> how do you feel like when people pray and they get healed? <laughs> you
1: know
0: you've got to pray for people and check in here. I'm the actual so falling and I pray for them and I'm the answer so falling, him and the other guy prays for them. You prayed for people and nothing happened, didn't Useless work was no good. I wasn't good enough for that. I didn't work hard enough. I wasn't enough faith. I didn't do enough. Didn't pray properly. Didn't do it properly. was it Jesus expecting to get up every day and pray, before it was so nice? Definitely, we go read, especially Luke, as was his custom, Jesus got up before the sink up and he went and prayed. After picking the 5,000, he sends him back on the boat, he got up on the mountain and to pray, then he walked in the water in the morning. Jesus often spent time in the Father's presence, yes or no? Yes. Yes. Now, Why is Jesus accessing God's presence for mercy or for grace? Because before we answer that question, what's the difference between mercy and grace? What's the difference between mercy and grace? Just go for it. Why don't you ask for one you give it? Well, let me ask this question. When do you need mercy? Have mercy on me! Why are they trying to close everybody? Because you're guilty. Because you did something wrong. Yes? Mercy. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. Am I right? Eh? You deserve, you've sinned, you've fallen short, you've messed up, you've done something you should, and now you deserve wrath, you deserve punishment, you deserve judgment, am I right? But God is merciful, so He forgives you. So I want to say this, mercy is God's forgiving grace. And use it But then what's grace? If Because I thought mercy is grace. Now is mercy grace? I say it is, but it's 5% of grace. Mercy, grace is so much greater than mercy. i have explained to you now. Check the mic, it's everywhere. Okay? <laughs> cool. But mercy is only 5% of God's so when we need forgiveness, we go for mercy. You get it? Now, Jesus, did He access God's presence for mercy or for grace? Yes. Definitely grace, never mercy. Why never mercy? He was sin. he never sinned. He was never guilty, he never sinned. God never once, Jesus never once had to access the Father's presence for mercy. When He access His presence every day for what? Grace. Now, what's the difference? God's grace. Oh, God. Grace is God's riches that Christ has spent. Grace is God's empowering to do the job. Grace is God working with you to be the man that she's called you to be. Grace is you walking with the Lord into the blue words that He pretended to walking you to walk in. Isn't that amazing? Huh? I want to ask you, my friends, how much of your time is spent the Bible says in Hebrews, 10, uh, Hebrews 4, 16, or somewhere there, says this. Let us approach the throne of grace with confidence that we might receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Okay, now watch out. You, you can approach what throne of grace with what confidence and boldness? To receive mercy, so you receive mercy. But what do you find? You're right, you have to time with me. Now I don't know about you, but but when when you read it when you need mercy, what does it mean? If you in your time of need, If you need mercy, what does it mean? You've sinned. I don't know about you guys, but that's the pride of grace and I've sinned. I'm coming in with this pretty <laughs> <laughs> <Number laughs> much. Have a great home, a great son, have a great Sunday meeting. you've been doing a lot of pain, you've been with the sin, you've been doing such, you wake up in the morning, you're like, whoo, son is coming into the presence of God's today." because I've been doing so much. Well. Huh? But actually, okay? I'm coming in. What are you coming in here? Do you understand it? Is? Let's take another so example. I come to the Sunday morning ministry. They're giving out praying for people. they bad week. Things have gone wrong. But some of the time he was telling me, I've not come to pray for them, but they've never tried to pray for us because it's all amazing things. But anyway, you come there. You've got to lay your hands on someone for healing or prophecy or prayer or anything. And as oh, you lay hands on them, the devil says, I'm not going to pray for them. And he starts to tell you about all the things when you need mercy. And as that happens, all your faith just goes, and the enemy steals it. Do you know why? Because you're religious. Because you are working for glory and honor. Because you are working for God. And you think that somehow in you, if you can conjure up enough goodness and faith, then God somehow will relax and just like him from heaven you to this person. You understand but you're not coming on the basis of the blood right of Jesus, and you're not coming into God's presence saying, I'm coming before God's presence. The only reason I can pray for him is because Jesus' Christ has given us both access to your presence. Father, thank you that you have me. <laughs> so the, the enemy nails you through sin, and he tells you you can't pray for him. the worst week of his life before he was going to face the cross he needed an extra measure of what? glory not, grace, to get him over this hill And watch this, John chapter John chapter 17 have you ever, have you ever, let me ask you this question, have you ever prayed Father glorify me? Why heaven not? <laughs> okay? Okay? Why heaven not? Listen to what, listen to Jesus' prayer? Watch this. After Jesus said this, John 17 verse 1, he looked toward heaven and said, Father, the time has come. Glorify yourself. What? Let your son be glorified. you. know what? we don't to pay for glory on it. Because done something. We want it. but we want it because we lack it. And we want to receive it. So we can feel what we were pulling on. So we wouldn't think it's arrogant or proud to pray for the glory for And it is, if it's to glorify you. You have a way to work for glory and honor. Your father's glory and honor, your teacher's glory and honor, and now you work hard and then you work hard. You deserve it. You did it? And you could never pray, Give it to me. That's unfair. That's breaking the rules. It doesn't work like that. But Jesus comes and shows us all whole way. Father, I can do nothing about you. I cannot give you back anything you haven't given please come in let me receive your glory Lord. let me receive my identity let me receive your love let me receive your pleasure so that i work from a position of such a, a slave has no permanent place in the family the slave works like a son that belongs to the family forever you are sons of god and god doesn't want you to work for him like a slave he wants you to work with him this is the secret to finishing great and finishing strong. Now we're not finished checking this, because Jesus goes up to pray. Look at what he says here. This is going to fight your way now. For you granted him this too, for you grant him the authority over all people that he might give eternal life to those who have given him. This is eternal life that you that, that amount of you, the one true God from Jesus, who you sent. And this is the kicker. Verse 4. I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Ah. Oh! Who wants to give glory and honor to God? Who wants to bring glory and honor to God? How do you do it? According to Jesus? By completing the work you gave me to do. But look at you watch out. You're not working. the new testament says this peter writes and he says that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father who is in heaven live such good lives among the, pag- the pagans that they see your what good deeds and give glory to your father in heaven because they know that this that good. there's no way that Muslim can do that good stuff it has to be god's grace for his life now for, for i'm going to use illustration What do we start with? We start with Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8, 9, 10. Mm -hmm. Salvation is not of works that else can boast. It is the gift of God. So God says, hey, you get me saying? I'm giving you, sonship. I'm giving you my love. I'm giving you pleasure. You get it? And I'm recreating you. What the devil is talking is, up." In the Garden of Eden, how He made you work for Gloria, He made you religious and He made you wealthy. Today I'm recreated in you in Christ Jesus. Amen? You my masterpiece. How about this, my son? covenant religion and new testament Christ and it is not just for church stuff it's for business it's for being bad it's for being an apostle a deacon, a saint And it's ignorance. My people perish because of the lack of ignorance. And I thought tonight, my friends, literally, God wanted to come. We just wanted to <laughs> smash some of the thinking, some of the slain utility. And let me still, this should change the way you do baptism. Now, when we teach baptism now, we teach glory and honor. What are you going to receive, my friend, as you go through that? You're going to receive, you are my son, you're my daughter on for the first time in your life, you're going to receive it. So we're trying to give people, as they get born again and go to us, we try to bring this thing. Listen, baptism is not a religious duty. Baptism is this incredible moment where heaven opens, and for the first time in your life, you receive the Father's blessing, the Father's affirmation, and it's the first time that He's going to pour out glory and the energy So we have people afterwards prophesying over them, praying over them, trusting God for the swim. Because what are we trying to do? We're trying to. We're not trying to We are. we're not imparting the life of God, the glory of God, and the honor of God. Right at the end, So that they don't become religious slaves, they've worked for 10 years and then realized we're not a good book. 101, I think the was the message. Isn't this incredible? Yeah. Isn't this is incredible, my friends? Mm. So maybe we can just close our eyes. you, <laughs> I of God guys. I'm telling you, I, I'm still living how much God takes me. But I'm realizing, He did to me. Just look at me for a second guys. I tell you story. I brought to church and I got to on the pastor. And he comes and he prays out of me, this is my son. I feel God saying, you son, he loves me, He's pleased with me. True story. He's for me. And as it has for me. Who were, they were hurt by their fathers and now they're their sons and hurting their sons Father we want to <coughs> a generational curse in Jesus name tonight. we want to come against Satan and the Jews the, the, said for Jesus their the father is the devil he will really lies he speaks his secret, native language because we, he, he was the father of us and we lie it's his native language we come against those lies They tell these men that they are not loved that they are not sons and that you are not pleased with them write those eyes in the name of Jesus. So to me, so to you, that you will rob from them no longer. And Father God in Jesus' name, and we will the enemy and bow the strong and wise We got of the identity and love and acceptance. And Father God in place of we ask before heaven Holy spirit, the spirit of sonship, the spirit of the Asking, even in this moment, like never before, maybe you could pray and say, "Father, glorify me. Father, right now in Jesus' name, I receive glory and honor. Father, glorify me, that I might glorify you. Father, honor me, that I might." If there's any of you that need prayer, please feel free.